Every day when I would get to work, I would sit in my car and I would cry for 20 minutes before I had to finally walk in there. But I just believe that like the American dream is having a night. Like literally I thought the American dream is having a nine to five and it's a known thing that you're miserable at your job. But like that's the fucking American Isn't that dream. weird? Ooh, it's about to get juicy here. Hey guys, welcome back to TK's Juicy Pod. I am here today with the, as Vanity Fair once said it, the meme queen, Miss Violet Benson. Oh my God, how'd you know? Oh That's my God, wild. I don't know. I, I told her five minutes ago. <laughs> no, I just, I researched you and, and Vanity Fair just popped. Okay, so we're going to pause the episode really quickly so I can talk about literally one of my favorite things on the planet, da 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 Anchor. So if you haven't heard about Anchor before, it's basically the easiest way to make a podcast, period. Let me just explain to you what they have. First of all, it's free, which like nothing's free anymore. So I feel like that's already your number one winner. Second of all, there's like all these different creation tools on the platform where you can make your own podcast and like you can record and edit it right from your phone or your computer, which is like crazy because you don't need all this fancy equipment. And like I said, it's free. So you're saving money that way too. And then my personal favorite thing about Anchor and like the main reason why I use it is because Anchor will literally distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on all different platforms that like basically any podcast can be distributed. So it can be heard through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. So all you do is submit your podcast link and they literally distribute it everywhere for you, which is incredible. And overall, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So it's super easy. I can't recommend it enough. I personally use this every week and I just love it so much. I recommend it to every one of my friends that wants to start a podcast. Even my brother uses it. So it's very user friendly and I definitely recommend. So be sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So don't miss your opportunity to make an awesome podcast and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now let's get back into the episode. Hope you're enjoying it so far. Mwah. Up. Hi guys, I'm Myla Benson, aka Daddy Issues, um, also known for my podcast. That's well, yeah. I was just, I was literally about to give you an intro, but I can like let you give the intro. <laughs> oh my god, I'm just such a podcaster now that I just like. You know the structure. Okay, I'm gonna gas you up a little. I'll just like kind of reiterate some of the okay. things you said, and then she's gonna drink her Red Bull. So Violet Benson, I mean, if you don't know her, I don't even know if you're like alive right now. She is all over. She's the meme queen. She has the coolest Instagram account called Daddy Issues, which, like, what a name. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, it was very original. Before that, like, nobody even ever heard of the name yeah. or Daddy Issues, but, like, I helped us get started. Well, I remember I'm when... I'm sarcastic, by the way. No, I remember when I first met you, and I'm kind of going off topic, but I first met you, and I was freezing, and I was just wearing a tank top, and you were like, oh, do you want to wear my sweatshirt? And literally on the sweatshirt, it says daddy issues and I was like all right I like this I'm girl subtle and I'm humble yeah yeah <laughs> humble all the way no but I am but it was also like I I, I have a shop so it, it no and you were so back. sweet like I was literally freezing and she but offered then I me. asked for it back I was like so no I gave it I gave it back and I you know, were like thank totally you so much I'm kidding I'm being sarcastic and I forget <laughs> that when I'm recording even on my own podcast people can't tell my sarcasm and then they're like that girl's so stuck up <laughs> 
like, no, I swear I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, but literally, I'm like her biggest fan with her podcast, Too Tired to Be Crazy. Check it out on Apple, Spotify, all the above. And um, YouTube now. Really? Are you yeah. recording them? Yes. Oh my God, T. Yes, it's on YouTube. On YouTube, it's on Violet Benson. So just Google for my name, Violet Benson Dash Daddy Issues. And then, yes, my podcast is called Too Tired to Be Crazy. It's on every Thursday. Number one dating and relationship podcast out there. So check it out. It's amazing. And it's... So I've heard. Also, guys, it's like, it's seriously so good. She has amazing guests and she asks them like funny... One of my favorites is was on Alicia and Remy's episode when you like read those crazy poop stories oh my gosh yes i literally was like i was on a run like crying laughing i like had to stop because i couldn't breathe really yes that was hilarious i couldn't believe this i literally was traumatized the guests had i was just like how is this your life yeah so yeah i love i like i've been really enjoying doing my podcast obviously you've been doing this way longer than me so like when i first started my podcast i asked uh, taylor for like a lot of like questions she's like the og (laughs) podcaster (laughs) she's been so helpful but like i feel like i've been coming into my own with my podcast and i also do episodes where it's just me um kind of giving like steps of like nine steps to get over someone and then i have a guest well you on. give yeah you give really good advice and um i love giving advice yeah that's why i and the thing i love about podcasts in general is that since it is normally like 40 minutes or to an hour or so there you learn way more about the person because like for you i like see you on your instagram i get like bits and pieces yeah. and like you're a completely different person i feel like kind I, of yeah well i feel like i've been I, i've been growing up slowly on the internet in a weird way so i I feel like I've evolved and I've changed and it's been kind of cool to get on this new platform which is a well yeah I'm sure your followers people. are like so intrigued because they're like oh my god what is she actually like and I like know, it's been hi sorry my cat is here and she's like showing us her butthole and it's like <laughs> the cutest butthole ever by the way her cat's name is pancakes i once got yelled at because i called it <laughs> got pancake but no it's pancakes my mom gets it wrong all the time i don't get when people are like i love your cat pancake it's like well do you love my cat because you just called it the wrong name <laughs> yeah i feel like i She's feel like so i see pancakes. she can't even stand up when she does it look she has to lay down <laughs> she's a legend my cat is so cute my cat is a scottish fold um and she also has an instagram check check her out it's called pancakes, pancakes benson, benson. <laughs> <laughs> i love her so much her instagram's like mommy issues because I you're her mom taken. but yeah it oh it's taken been. yeah i guess nah. i don't know whatever i guess okay so can you tell me a little bit about because your story is just like so fascinating to me and you didn't grow up in the u.s you moved yeah. here you had i guess like the typical like you went to college you did you got a normal job and like I guess you were living like the quote American dream like what like I feel like parents like raise their kids to do and then like now you're running a a meme account called daddy issues well that's not the only like I think people sometimes get confused and they're like how do you make money or like is that what you are I don't think my brand is so much more than a meme account obviously I started as a meme account absolutely um but it's yeah. an empire. Yeah, I mean, and eventually, because yeah, I mean, I have my podcast, my shop, my personal Instagram, my meme account, yeah. YouTube. No, absolutely. And, like I've written shows, like things like that. So, but I, um, it's just yes. a baby, really. Like you can do so much with it. Yeah, but I am so thankful for Instagram. Like I did, for, but for me, like when I even started, well, let me get to the start. Yeah. 
I am, I guess, in a way, living the American dream. And I'm only the the reason I say is because I am an immigrant. So for us, like when you think of living the American dream, when you come from a different country, it's kind of like, um, you know, making it in America. But when I moved to the U.S., like I never thought like, oh, cool. So like I'm just going to like post a bunch of memes on Instagram <laughs> yeah. and like someone's going to pay me money. And yeah. like, you know, yeah, like living it up, bro. Yeah, growing up. <laughs> And I've said this on um, Logan's podcast. Growing up, <laughs> my dad was very tough love with me and my sister. We didn't really grow up with my dad at first. And then we, we did grow up with him again when we moved to the U.S. Uh-huh. I was born in Russia. And then when I was one, we moved to Israel. And then when I was 14, we won the green card lottery, which is something that a lot of the, immer- the people in other countries go through. It's like you put your name in. And I don't know where you even put that in, to be honest. Yeah. We were, like, in New York for my bat mitzvah or something when I was 12 or 13. Are you Jewish? Yes. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yes, you didn't. I remember you and Alicia invited me before to church. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll come. <laughs> but I, I'm Jewish. <laughs> and you're, like, sitting there like, I'm Jewish. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, like, I love God. No, I, I be honest. Like, I'm so dead right now. Like, guys, I've, like, definitely invited Violet to church to, like, come along. Just, like, because I'm always like, hey, yeah, come along. And she's like, yeah, okay. I didn't know she was Jewish. No, it's okay. Like, I love God. And I think, like, we all have one God. And I feel like a lot of times, a lot of moments in my life, I just, I thought about God. And, like, I feel like he, quote, unquote, saved me through through a lot of hard moments yeah. in my life. So I appreciate other people that love God. Yeah. And a lot of times I feel very drawn to, like, good Christian people because of their passion for God. And, like, I love hearing, like, one of, this one girl that I was friends with, uh, pretty close with at one point because she was one of my clients um, with MTV. Uh-huh. Like, we always talk about God, and she's Christian, and I'm yeah. Jewish, but, like, we have one God. Well, like, I love, you know? like, when people can just have, like, an open conversation about it, yeah. because I feel like sometimes we get so set in our ways yeah, that it's so, nice to be able to, like, yeah, so I, chat I, like, and learn from each I'm other. I'm flattered if someone invites me to go to church, and I'm and I'm very, like, open, and, and you know, I'm so fascinated with other people's religions, and I would never disrespect someone else just because my religion is different, because yeah. at the end of the day, we all have one God. Yeah, that's actually so, like, sweet of you to say. Yeah, I love, like, I love, like, good, like, Christian people and like their beliefs like I just love that I love hearing like their passion yeah yeah because there's so many moments and this is I know completely a string from our conversation okay. but there, there were so many moments in my life where I felt really down and then like the only thing that kept me up is like thinking about God and when I would pray like I never I when I would pray especially like a, I give a prayer every night before I go to bed mm-hmm. and it's always it's never to me it's sometimes of course I do ask God for things for me but it's always like I pray for my family and for people that I love yeah so like that's one thing and then so every night since I was young, it's a habit to do um, because my dad was never home. So, like, I felt like I was protecting my family in a weird way by d- oh doing a little God, prayer. Oh, my God. That is the sweetest thing. But my dad was never home because for his job, he traveled. Yeah. But, like, I would, so it's a habit. That That's so cute. But, like, the really hard parts in my in moments in my life where I, I felt, like, broken, when I would finally, like, just close my eyes and pray, whenever I prayed to God and I felt like it helped kept me whole was when I prayed to God and I thanked him for everything in my life. So it's like when your worst moments, when you just close your eyes and instead of asking God for stuff, yeah. if you're just like, God, I want to thank you for keeping me healthy this long. Yeah. Like, 
allowing me to still have my family with me and for all like having a roof over my head yeah. for me to be able to to eat that's every like true hum- humility and being able to like and i'm not everything. even kidding the minute you just sit there and you just pray to god for all the things you have in your life the most simple things that you for that you take for granted uh-huh. every day it like re-reminds you how lucky you are and it, all those moments when i finally just closed my eyes and thought of all the things i'm thankful for that's what always got me out of it and wow that, yeah and i think because i think before in the past i made the mistake and i was like god why didn't you do this for me or like god, yeah can you do this and this and this instead of like just having a moment where you're like god thank you so much for giving me another day that i'm alive yeah and like all that always has helped me get through one time um someone once told me they were because i was so stressed out about I'm not here yet. I haven't done this yet. I haven't blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm so far behind. And they were like, Taylor, like, look at your life from, like, a year ago. Like, look how much you've done already. And, like, when you look back and, like, reflect on things like that, it's, like, a good feeling. But, anyway, I want you to explain. All right. So, the green card lottery. Wait, by the way, if this eye is getting watery, is because I'm allergic to my cat right now. And I didn't take my allergy. Okay. Noted. Yeah, so the green card lottery, it's like one day when we're in New York with our far uncle, whatever, or cousins, they were like, oh, just enter it to my dad. And I literally, I, I have no idea how to enter. I don't know how he did it. But it's a lottery. It's a green card lottery that in America that you enter. And then a year later, somebody called. I remember I answered the phone. They were speaking English. And they asked to speak to my mom or dad. And I think, I forgot if my dad was home at the time or not, but they spoke to my mom and they told us that we won the green card lottery. I don't know how many people win a year, but it's not as common as people think, but it's also more common than people think. Well, I actually have never heard of that actual term, green card lottery, yeah. until today. Yeah, so it's like nothing, it's not like, I'm. you don't win money, you just win the opportunity to win a green card, and you can still not get it. So, first of all, you have to come from a family that has some money, because it costs thousands of dollars to enter, to even, to, you. it costs thousands of dollars to even get through the whole uh, pr- process. Yeah. And then they have to make sure you will have money in your bank account. For a full year mm-hmm. in order to make sure that you don't come to America to get on welfare or, uh, oh, got that, you. or yeah. food stamps. Uh-huh. So, And then they also make sure you have to get tested and everything to make sure you're not bringing any diseases. Yeah. Um, so it's like all these procedures in order to get through. And then you have to do a bunch of interviews. I don't come from a rich family and I feel like I've tried in the recently to like emphasize on it. Because a lot of times I feel like people look at influencers or YouTubers or anyone that has... That succeeds any time in their life. People try They're to like, you oh, being like, oh, like I wish, like you did nothing. You come from like, oh, I wish I came from a rich family. I could just do blah blah. But like, when we moved, when we went through all the tests and we finally won the green card lottery, to move to America back then, the currency was um, five shekels to one dollar. So that means, so what that really means is, when we moved to America, we we had to divide all the money we had by five. Wow. So that was already, like, it was funny. Like, when we first moved to America, our apartment was right next to um, Burger King. And, like, every day my sister and I would eat Burger King. Like, it was, like, our place. Like, go Did Wait, so, okay. Sorry, I just want to retrace these steps. So you you were born in Russia. Yeah. And then you moved to Israel. Grew up there. And then when I was 14. You were 14. moved to America. You moved to America. And where in America? Straight to Los Angeles. Shut up. It's, like, mortifying. You know, like, Los Angeles is literally its own country. It's like oh, it is not like not to mention people don't realize that when I moved to America, I did not speak fluent English, so I had to learn English. Moving. So what languages did you speak? My first language is Russian. My second language is Hebrew, and my third language is English. 
So English oh, is my third language. Oh my gosh. And then my sister and I had to work on masking our accents. And I think I've always had more, a little bit more of an accent than my sister. But at one point, I completely didn't have an accent. But I think over the recent years, I think I just kind of stopped caring. Because uh-huh. it, it's actually... I can't explain it, but you have to constantly think about it in order to not have an accent, at least for me. Yeah, it's like when, now I'm saying this, it's like when someone tells you you say like too much or um, and then you try to not say that. No, but I can't, no, like I can't explain it. Like the way Americans talk, they kind of swallow a lot of their words. Like even literally, you guys, instead of literally, you guys are like literally, literally. Yeah. literally. <laughs> it probably also doesn't help that I'm from Indiana. So I'm from like the middle of the country where we slur everything. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you know where Indiana is on the map? No. <laughs> I literally don't know where anything is. It's so embarrassing. What do you think we have in Indiana? Well, my first boyfriend went to school in Indiana. So Shut it up. like a really cool... Like, like IU? Yeah, in- apparently it's a really cool party school. Yeah, that's my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> the college the college cool. town is my hometown. I mean, so... I mean, I'm from there, based so on like... the college, it seemed... Based on the university, it seemed like it was still a hip, cool place. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... But, like, if you if you ask me where Indiana is, if it's, like, south or east or <laughs> It's in the Midwest. Cool, okay. I, I, I it's kind of near our closest, like, big city is Chicago. Chicago's very, Chicago's a hip town. Chicago's awesome. Like, Bean Town. That's what they say <laughs> in Chicago, right? Yeah, where thing? the bean is. Yeah, yeah. So, so Indiana's next to Sh- Bean Town. Yeah. You just moved to LA, and what was yeah. that like? Why LA? Because we had a we had a Fark uncle in like Thousand Oaks. We don't have much family, uh-huh. so we had a Fark uncle in Thousand Oaks. And my dad thought he would kind of like lay the land and help us out, like understand and like literally no. So we moved there. My dad thinking like he has a friend or something. Yeah. To help us out and like it wasn't the case at all. So we were just kind of like these foreigners in a completely new country. And to show, I don't know even how to explain this or how to get into it, but. Obviously, me having the account daddy issues does come from me having daddy issues. But one thing about my father, no matter how much we lacked a relationship, I, I always looked up to him when it came to his work ethic. Wow. And it, because not only when I grew up in Israel and he was always... I, I saw him, My dad would travel for work, so I only saw him four times of the year until I was 14. Four times out of the year? Yes. Wow. So that's where the daddy just came from because he just traveled a lot for work. Wow. But when we moved to America, it was the first time we were living together. But my father went to... When my father moved to... And then I guess I'm... What a full circle. Like, what a crazy story. Well, I know. It's almost like I don't talk about this because I don't want to bore people. But I guess I'm... No, it's really interesting. I just... If I didn't know you, I would think that you just made your account daddy issues to be funny. You know? Yeah, I mean, no, I... Okay, so when we moved to America, my dad moved to America first, and he moved for to, I think six months a year before I we before the whole yeah. family came to America. And when I talk about my dad's work ethic, it's such a strong immigrant work ethic, which is I think what I have as well. Is that he? My father has a ton of degrees. He's my dad's an engineer, um, mechanical engineer, but right now he's in bio mm-hmm. bioengineering, but. He also won a bunch of math competitions in Russia. He was, like, number one in math competitions wow. in Russia. So he's a smart-ass person. But when we moved to America to give a better future to my sister and I, even though we completely lacked an emotional relationship, he, he still felt the need to support us, mm-hmm. you know? that's I mean, his work is, like... Yes. It's about, like, hard work, you know? Mm-hmm. 
he wanted to give my sister and I a future. When he, sorry, my, oh. No, you're good. I was when just he moved to the U.S., he came here first in order to find a job. No one wanted to hire him at his age because he was, a, he was like, too old for them. So the first job he came to, at to America, after us being wealthy in Israel, mm-hmm. he moved to, to America, not only did we lose half of our money or most of it because yeah. divi- you divide by five my dad couldn't even find a good engineering job so his first job when he came to America just to make money was digging graves wow and that was because because when he came to America they asked him right away you can't find a job do you want food stamps or do you can do you want to get on welfare my father was too proud because he was like I will not I'm, I'm here I'm a man I'm gonna support my family yeah wow he started digging grave at 50 or whatever his age was he was digging graves then he finally got a job as a technician to work for Sears to fix refrigerators so when he got the Sears job and by the way like imagine a 50 year old a 50 something year old moving to dig graves like with a bad back yeah. and all that just to support his family after he has a ton of degrees yeah that could oh be my god! That would. Oh my god! But I can't even imagine. Him, you know, because he's like, it's, he's starting over for the third time in his life. Yeah, he's gonna do it. When we moved to America to live with him, finally, it's when he got a job at Sears fixing refrigerators, mm-hmm. and we lived with him, and that was like our life. And my dad never, never thought, never regretted even one ounce of the like wow. changing his life completely because he, he wanted a better future for my sister and I. So I think even though we didn't have a good relationship growing up, I always looked up to him when it came to his work. Yeah, ethic. rightfully so. Eventually he got a job at a better, a bigger company as an engineer, mm-hmm. but that like, I think maybe it took like two or three years. Yeah. But like literally I live with my father when he was, not that there was anything wrong with that, but it just a person that has a lot of degrees with a really big job oh definitely that's that's like a big almost like an ego check in a way because it's like what the heck and a lot of and that's why like so much time and money you put into that stuff yeah and when you talk to a lot of people who their parents are immigrants they always like you always hear about people like oh yeah immigrants and they're like i used to be a doctor in india and now here like i'm doing this just so i can give a better future yes my child that's very true that's how what i saw with my own parents you know Mm -hmm. so I always looked up to that work ethic. Absolutely. So you moved here and you started school. How old were you when you moved here? 14. 14. So were you starting high school? Yeah. So I kind of came like the last month of eighth grade. And then I started ninth grade in a public school in the Valley. What was it like, like going to public school in L.A.? It was a lot because it's like, I mean, obviously bullies now are way worse than back then. Yeah, because of the internet and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but it's like even back then in America, it's like you think you think you're like, you think you hate your nose. Well, guess what? In a public school in Los Angeles, you'll find out that also your forehead is. <laughs> yeah, that every that is, that is the most true thing I've ever yeah. heard in my entire life. Your like, chin is not symmetrical. Like, <laughs> like I don't you even need know. Botox at twelve years old. <laughs> like that's what I got to find out about, and like going to high school in America like oh shit I thought there was something wrong with me like I didn't even know that other things are wrong with me like I was I found out me when I first moved here so true right yeah because like that's what I mean like I was like wow I thought I was cute oh just a second I'm not no because LA is like that's what I mean it's his own it's his own country it's it it, like I wish it's its own universe if if I moved to like a small town maybe would have been an easier adjustment but it's like a foreigner I'm still trying to learn English and I go straight into like the lion's den literally Los Angeles type of girls. It was just... Oh, but I've, no. I've always learned to adjust. Like, ninth grade was rough. But I'm the kind of person, especially the way I grew up with my family, is that we're Russian. And, like, my 
I didn't get emotional affection with my father, so I kind of learned to never really show my emotions. So even when I was really sad, I remember that when I first came ninth grade and like I I didn't have friends and I was trying to figure out how to make friends. Like sometimes I would be sad, so I would just go in the bathroom on, during lunch and just like cry in the bathroom oh or my just God. like sit in the bathroom by myself. Like I remember that was the first week because like the first week I've no like you know the first week in high school everyone else has friends I don't have oh friends. Oh my God, home. Violet. No, it's fine. Yeah. Oh. My parents asked me, I come That's home, and they're like, oh, how was school? And my sister has always been more open with her feelings. So she would be like, I fucking hate school, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And me, because I didn't want to stress out my parents, I would always be like, oh, my God, like, the best day. And, like, <laughs> like it was so great. Like, I had the best day, but really, it's like I, like, sat in the bathroom with myself during lunch. That's so, like, mature of you to, like, realize you wanted to say that for your parents, though. I've always been like that growing up because I grew up when I was young. Girls kind of bullied for certain things and I've kind of learned from a young age where I just felt the need to like protect my parents I uh-huh. don't want to upset them about anything yeah. or anyone around me like I just don't want to ever stress people out so I would just hold everything in but I don't think I don't think that's a good thing to do and I've learned that as I've gotten older like eventually like I've learned that it's okay to like you don't always have to be strong for everyone else and Mm -hmm. I think my mom said that to me one time like you don't always have to be strong for everyone else and I swear that's like one of the best advice I've ever gotten because it's so true because I think a lot of us have that issue that we think we have to be strong for everyone else and we always have to stay strong and like it's okay to break down yeah people people will respect it and people will understand if you want to break it usually helps more than it It you know does. like who I am now (laughs) versus like who I was years ago a completely different person and in a way like daddy issues starting my brand has helped me open up like well yeah I mean I can only imagine so let's let's go into that so I want to talk briefly about how you went to college you got these degrees you yes tell me that growing up the way my dad gave us tough love he told my sister and I all the time is one day you're gonna grow up and your looks are gonna fade and whoever you're gonna marry your husband may cheat is going to cheat on you and leave you and all you're gonna have left is your your education and your career so make sure you have a career like that was literally the advice that stuck with me in the, in like head. engraved in your head yeah well I mean yeah that's like kind of traumatizing <laughs> Russian parents <laughs> cool so um, <laughs> neat so my so you know my family both of my parents have secondary degrees um so does my sister my sister's an attorney so I was kind of my route was either to go to law school or eventually I decided instead of going to law school I decided to become an accountant mm-hmm. so I was already in the middle of taking my CPA exam so where did you go to college I went to Cal State Northridge. Gotcha. The Valley. Yeah. So I never liked school, but I was kind of forced to get through it. Yeah. So I... But you were a very book smart gal. Like, you're good. I don't like when people say book smart versus quote unquote life smart or whatever. No, but I feel like you're so creative and like clever online. Like most people like influencers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's something that people underestimate about you. The thing is... And I'm going to give you the juicy juice. Okay, give me it. Now is that I, it's so funny, but I actually like to be underestimated. I prefer it 
because not that that's the easier way quote unquote to trick people but I actually don't I think when you're confident in yourself like I'm confident that I know I'm smart and that's why I don't need to flaunt it around you don't need to overcompensate yeah so it's like I know in my heart that I'm already smart and I think for so many years I wanted to prove it to my dad and never felt like I was enough so now that I kind of know in my heart like and I can see my achievements and I know it has to do with Yeah, as we sit in her big ass house that she owns yeah, with a beautiful right. view. Yeah, so I feel like that's enough for me. So I, I have seen before people like, oh, this girl's so stupid, you can tell blah blah. It's like okay, good. Like I don't mind that's what yeah. I think. So yeah. I just feel like I don't mind. And that's a great way to look at it. I just don't care. It. I I rather people underestimate me than overestimate me because when people underestimate me, then I can always prove them wrong. Yeah. People Heck overestimate yeah. me, then I feel like I have to try so hard. Yeah. And people underestimate me, I can just do the bare minimum. And then they'll be like, oh shit. And there's nothing worse than when someone overpromises something and underdelivers. Yeah. So I'd rather be the opposite. Yeah. I am much smarter than people think I am. And to be honest, I like it because that's how I can No, I, I couldn't people. agree with you more. Yeah. So you went to Cal State Northridge. You yes. got a degree in what? So I graduated when I was 20. I graduated in three years because I, I was forced to. Get a no, girl. It wasn't by choice. My dad made me. I have two degrees. I have a degree in business law and a degree in accounting. Oh my gosh. Epic. Gang, gang, bang, bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love a smart girl. Um, So, and then you, what happened next? So, I was an accountant in a public accounting firm. I was in the middle of taking my CPA exams. Um, I really wanted to become a partner. A partner in a public accounting firm just means it's a... it's one of the people that owns, that has a equity mm-hmm. in the... Um, like a stake in the company. Yeah. And it's uh, it's one of the top bosses. So yeah. Not only are you the top boss, you also own the company. Yeah. It's really cool. L- look up partnerships and how they work. <laughs> <laughs> Google. <laughs> anyway, so that was my dream. And public accounting firms, it takes like a million steps to even get there. This but- is... I just have to pause you. Like, this is so weird listening about like your past dream because like of what you're doing now <laughs> is completely different. Everyone always thought like it wasn't for me but I think I was inside I think I think some part of me maybe knew that it wasn't meant for me like a that type of job but because I just had constant need to want for my dad to think I'm smart even though I was smart I just never thought I was compared to like my sister and how my dad yeah. felt because my dad like if he was ever happy or proud of me, like he would just keep it to himself. But if, it was, if yeah. he didn't think I did something right, like he would let me know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I went became an accountant because I just felt like that was the only way to impress him. So it maybe wasn't my dream and I just didn't mm. realize it. Yeah. So I was kind of trying to prove everyone else wrong because I don't think anyone thought it was meant for me. But I think in the end of the day, whatever your path is for you in your life, you will end up going to, towards that path. Yeah. So even if you stray from it, like even... It's great advice. Yeah. So I think even if I did something else, eventually I will come back to, to where I'm at exactly. Yeah. Where I'm at. Like this is what I was meant to do yeah. in my life. So I became an accountant. I really love that job. Mm-hmm. People misunderstand that. Sometimes they think like I left. I hated it so much. That's You're miserable. Yeah. No, that's not who I am. Like you put me anywhere. If I want to succeed in it, like I will make sure to succeed. I would show up at 6 a.m. before the partner came and I would leave when he left. Sometimes I left even 10 p.m. Yeah. I didn't care. But my coworkers, the women in my job, made my life miserable because they were so focused on my looks and like tearing me down for no reason because I just wanted like I just wanted to grow but they didn't like they didn't like how I was going about it I guess because I was I was I guess I wasn't sucking up to them or whatever it was yeah. 
I'm a very like I have very tunnel vision when I want to do something. Yeah. You're very focused. Yeah. So they made my life completely miserable, like bullying me. Thought they're women in the firm. Yeah. Because a lot of times people don't realize how in the workplace women can make other women miserable and it's a lot of times because there's not enough women in high in high positions yes and when those some of those women finally get to the high positions some some of them feel like well i suffer so much so now so you, you have need to, to suffer, suffer too. too versus like why don't we just bring each other up yeah because you watch all these men do it yeah and then us, it's like, it's like, and that's what made me so mad. It's like, you don't, these men are all like buddy, buddy helping each other. And you're going to bring me down. Yeah. Like, help me up. Like, I'm not going to take your job. Like, help me up. Like, be nice to me. Help me get to where you're at. Absolutely. Why do I have to suffer just because you did mm-hmm. like 70 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> so I? true. Like, time's up. Let's go. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Time's up with other women that work. Yeah. Being mean to each other. Yeah. People think it's just the men. Like, no. So anyway. They made my life so miserable to a point that every day when I would get to work, I would sit in my car and I would cry for 20 minutes before I had to finally walk in there. But I just believe that like the American dream is having a night. Like literally I thought the American dream is having a nine to five and it's a known thing that you're miserable at your job. But like that's the fucking Isn't American that dream. weird? Like, supposed to be miserable that, yeah, it's like, well, you just have to make the money. Like it doesn't matter if you're miserable. Yeah. And that's what I like thought. Like that kind of like facade. Yeah. And what am I going to tell my parents? Like, oh, guys, these women are defeating me. Like, I can't do this. Like, my parents did not move me to America. Yeah. For that. For me yeah. To be such a little like wimp and to cry about it. Like, I felt like they were slowly breaking me and I'm a pretty strong person. And I just they literally broke me so, down so much. The point that I well, honestly, to be honest, I look back at it now. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that they broke me. Yeah. Because it helped me find myself. But I just felt so It's a lost. good way to look at it. Well, I spoke about this before, but I think in general now, a lot of people, and I don't mean this in a, in a bad way in any type, please don't, do not get offended when yeah. I say this, but there is a lot of victim mentality that goes around now these days with our yes. generation. And I have a very immigrant mentality, which is like, I'm a survivor. We moved to three different countries. We always started from nothing and we always made it somehow. And even the fact that I'm able to, I was able to buy a home and my sister was able to buy a home. And some people, as usual, you know, there's always haters like, oh, I wish I could just take pictures of myself and uh, buy my own house. That's not it. But like for me to be able to buy my own home where my parents have never been able to buy a home in the US, like for me, that means something. Yeah. And that's like the survive mentality. So that's kind of always been my outlook. So even when th- bad things have happened to me in the past, I'm able to take them and turn them into something good. Yeah. Because you know? I survived it and I became like stronger because of it. And I always hope that my story can inspire other people. Like, do I think other people have bigger struggles than me? Of course. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to grow from my own struggles. And I hope that my struggles can inspire other people. But I think it's just like I want to inspire people to show that no matter how low you are, how down, there's always a way out. And people have asked me before, like, what do you do when you're lost? Well, like those moments in accounting where I felt so lost, if you change your point of view, a perspective, you realize that when you're lost, that means you're just like ready for something new. Yeah. And you're ready for something bigger. Mm -hmm. And you should be proud of yourself that like you're bored of where you're at. Mm -hmm. So those women made my life so miserable and they broke me so bad that I didn't I had no idea who I was at this point. I was depressed. I was miserable. I pushed all my friends away because I just 
when you're just so miserable and like hate your life, you just don't even want to deal with anyone. Yeah. So I would just work all day, and then at night I would just go home, cry. I wake up in the morning, go to work, cry before like, work. That was the routine. Yeah, it was like it got to the point. Like, yeah, even one day I remember I was in the bathroom, and those girls didn't know I was in the bathroom. They're talking shit about me, and then and I'm gonna oh have to my sit gosh. in my sister, listen to it, and or like one day that one of them accidentally forwarded an email to me where they were talking badly about me, and they didn't realize I wasn't CC to it. And I'm like, oh no! Yeah, or they did a birthday party for someone, and everyone in the office went except me because oh, I wasn't invited. No. Just like just the most petty things that you think older women would like not do. Yeah, they did. Isn't that weird? How like when you're in middle school at least for me when I was in middle school I thought like girls would get better as you get older and it's almost like sometimes they get worse yeah I mean when I say people when I say it was bad it's like it it, I'm not kidding. It got bad because HR had to be involved a few times. So that means, like, yeah. people are yelling me or they're trying to put their hands on me. Like, it get that bad. And, like, why didn't you quit? I didn't quit because, again, my immigrant family, the way they are, it's like, I'm not going to let them down. This is what I'm supposed to do. My sister's an attorney. She works at a law firm. Like, I met, like I'm supposed to get through this. Like, yeah. I'm not going to let my parents down. Wow. So ruthless. Yeah, so anyway, then one day, and by, mind you, I have no social media. Mm-hmm. I just never cared for it. And when I was growing up, I was bullied for not for being ugly or not being cute. It took me forever to get into my looks because I was born with a birth defect, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm only saying blah, blah because I don't want to get into it, but it was terrible. But I was constantly bullied, and it took me forever to grow into my looks so to even love myself or like myself. Yeah. Fast forward in accounting in my early 20s, I finally am kind of cuter looking and now these women are kind of mean to me because they think I'm cute. And it's like, I was almost felt like, oh my God, can I catch a break? Like, why is everyone always focused on my looks? For me being ugly, being bullied for it, for not me being cute and I'm bullied for it. Yeah. And that's kind of where daddy issues came from with me making a meme account where it was anonymous because I didn't want to focus on my looks. Wow. And when I created daddy issues, A, the name came from A, because I have daddy issues. I just felt like maybe everyone has daddy issues. And I put zero thought into it. Yeah. And I'm happy that I did because the name is epic. Oh, it's iconic. Yeah. Like if I. It's so. It it speaks for itself. I think it was just. It came naturally. Thank God, because I'm an overthinker. So if I would have thought of it too much, it would have like been like i don't know what the name should be lol but maybe i love cats haha <laughs> like that yeah. would have been my whole name yeah 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 and i would have changed it every two seconds so, so. i wanted to i'm out for a second did you like know about memes were, were you did you read I think memes I saw, like, like the, the fat jewish memes before like, people take screenshots and send it to me and i was like oh that guy's so funny and in my head one time i was just like damn i wish i could do that yeah because it's like again you don't focus on your looks and you're just making people laugh so when i created daddy issues it came from a very dark place and yeah it's another cool thing when you create things a lot of times you a lot of times they want musicians exactly their best music is from like their biggest breakups or like the most yes. traumatizing things exactly so and it's because people can relate yeah so for me my meme account came from a very dark place and it had nothing to do i never wanted to be famous none of that and i didn't even know you can make money or it can be your career because what when was this like two four and a half years ago okay so I created four and a half years ago, and when I created the memes, it was things that I, and again, I'm insanely lost at this point. I have zero confidence, and I hate myself, and I hate my life. So whatever memes I was posting, it was more like, oh, I feel so weird about myself. Is this normal? And it's cool that it's anonymous. And then being 
having a big work ethic and being mm-hmm. a, having a very obsessive personality, it was kind of my escape. And I was so obsessive with this account. That's how I, I managed to help it grow. Like, like every night before I go to bed, I was like, okay, like I'm gonna like at least a hundred people's like uh, I'm gonna go at least on a hundred people's uh, Instagram accounts and like two or three of their pictures in order for them to notice my account. Yeah. Like, wow. So every night, like a hundred to two. So you were like kind of. It was like you were making it your own little challenge. Yes, and it was my way to kind of feel less depressed because it was kind of like, oh, this girl's mean to me or whatever. I'm like, okay, let me just look at my phone and um, like see if anyone new added me or like just yeah. laugh at my own jokes. And and one thing that I've said before is that the followers that I started to gain, they kind of formed daddy issues because when I created daddy issues, I always said this is my alter ego because I was so lost. I didn't think I could be this cool girl. Like I just like I yeah. looked up to her, you know, she's like she says whatever is on her mind. She has sex, like everything's so cool about her. And like me, like I'm not even like I'm not not even close, you know. And the more I would post, it's like I would read the comments and someone would be like, oh, her captions. And that's when I was like, oh, my caption right now is three words. Let me make it longer. Yeah. Suddenly I was making my captions longer based on what people said or people were liking more relationship memes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll post more relationship memes. So when when girls love relationship memes. They do, but like I was so But this was like so innovative for you because this was like way before this was as big as it is now. No, because false because the fat jewish fuck jerry and betches were all really big they were so like they were already known and big but when i started my account i feel like it was very female based yeah but yours is so specific it I was feel very like. specific but it was literally you, you have a niche kind of i had a niche without realizing that i had a niche because it was just because i was so lost not knowing who i am it was never my idea it was more like people formed me so they're the ones who were like oh her so you were you were giving the people kind of what they wanted Yes, I was just following whatever people were saying because yeah. I didn't know like who I am and what yeah. this is. So then my caption suddenly got longer. That's how I'm known for my caption. Yeah, you are. But it's only because people made me get known for my caption. Yeah. They're the ones, because I started from three words per caption to suddenly like three sentences. Uh huh. Just because they it's said. It's like its own little like story, the yeah. caption. Yeah, I know. And, but it's only because the people were doing that for me. And then slowly it just like the more I continued daddy issues, the more I was like, sometimes I start to sound like her and sometimes I was like, wait, am I daddy issues? Yeah. Because I suddenly started to find my voice and I, yeah, it was so cool. Like I, I suddenly started to find my voice and I started to find my confidence and suddenly when those girls were mean to me, it was almost like I suddenly stopped caring because I'm just like, whatever. I, I can't explain it. Suddenly it, they just didn't matter. And all this confidence was coming from a meme account. And so were you posting on the memes while you were like at work or how are you? Yeah. Oh my totally. gosh. I was, yeah. And it was like my little escape. And at one point I suddenly found who I was and I found myself and it was, it was the first time in my life that I felt like I fit in. And did anyone at work know that you were posting them? No, but some of the people at work started to find that account and they were like talking about like, they would like the meme. And then in my head, I'm like, you stupid bitch. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you hate me but you're you like, like the person who's posting the memes hello like yeah. I knew you could secretly like me that is so funny what a rewarding like moment kind of half, half yeah and and you know it was so cool I feel like I found myself and it was like I said it was the first time that I felt like I fit into my my whole life and but also it was the first time that I realized how much I don't care anymore to fit in yeah it's like once you finally get what you want then you're like you're like I don't care 
Yeah. And I found my voice. I found myself. And that's why I've always said how thankful I am for all the, the people who followed me at first because they literally helped me find myself and found my purpose. But I remember when I my platform started to grow and I got like my first like celebrity follower which was Joe Jonas which was shut up yeah Joe's dope like Joe loves memes I love Joe Jonas were you like freaking out oh my gosh yeah I took a screenshot and I sent to my best friend Kylie and I was like oh my god Kylie like uh sorry I'm famous I'm gonna like (laughs) quitting so how big was your account like when he followed you maybe 60,000 followers okay it was so cool, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, obviously, I was making a joke. Like, I'm famous. Bye. Because obviously, I can't quit. But it was just like, I couldn't believe. Like, that kind of already made me, like, think, like, holy shit. Can this really become something? Yeah. And then. Um, what was the turning point for when you were like, I'm quitting my job? The turning point was around eight months after I started my account. And it was right after New Year's. Um, I had like the worst New Year's as usual. Life sucks, blah, blah, blah. Crying, mm-hmm. crying. <laughs> and then. Here's resolutions. <laughs> and then MTV wrote about me. MTV was one of the first people to write about me. And they wrote this article about the most relatable female meme account worldwide. See, that's your niche. Yeah. And when she wrote about me, because suddenly my friends started to, a few friends who knew about me doing it, they started to send it to me. Uh-huh. And I remember it was like, again, like my low, a low point after New Year's hating my life thinking like nothing's ever gonna change Mm -hmm. and telling to get this article and me being shocked that somebody like that noticed me well yeah MTV's huge and I think I got like 40,000 followers that night just from that from that article yeah so that's (gasps) that's when I was kind of like holy cow was the 60,000 that you gained on your own Uh was that like over time was there one particular meme that blew up or was no that was just over time, over time. and that was me also back then the way Instagram worked is different from now and also like me starting my Instagram account doing its own niche 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 yeah, niche niche is different than it's now like now if I create a meme account they're, they're saturated back then I created something unique in a way and yeah. that's how it stood out now there's accounts that sound like me but I kind of like started that yeah you did so it's like I think for other people who are trying to and I think the reason mine was able to blow up is because I also never did it for to be famous yeah it was for myself and when I realized that my account can actually grow and I was like whoa my first thought was not like holy shit I'm gonna be famous it was oh my god I'm actually able to get have a voice and yeah if I have a voice like I want to make a difference so always in my head I felt like my purpose was to help people and to help people like make people laugh make fun yes, of them yeah people feel good about themselves to help people love themselves and that was always kind of in the back of my head and there's been moments in my life the past four to five years where I felt like I lost myself and whenever I felt like I was lost a little is when I got too when I got too caught up with like being famous or like being getting the likes or money and all that that's the, those were the moments where I suddenly fell lost and it's all because I have to go back to like what is my purpose oh yeah my purpose is to make other people feel good about themselves yeah I genuinely believe like that is my purpose in life is yeah. to help other people so whenever I know my exact purpose and like even starting my podcast which is like its own new brand yeah um, which is like less like 
about sucking D and whatever. It's more about like, <laughs> sucking D. <laughs> it's more about like, you know, finding inner peace. Yeah. Like I know that's my next step. And that is actually my genuine goal. Yeah. So I think for people, if I could give other people advice, uh, if they were trying to start a brand or trying to become popular on social media, I would say is, A, you have to figure out how to be original. And I know our argument against me would be like, it, you steal memes half of the time. How's that original? Totally. But I started like its own like niche. Yeah. At first it was very female based type of thing. You take you took something and made it your own. Exactly. So it's kind of like what you have to do. And then secondly, in my opinion, people who do something to only to be famous is how they fail. You have oh to yeah. Do something and you it's love. so obvious. So people obvious. see through it like yeah. like with the snap of their fingers. Yeah, you have to do it because you love it and you have to be passionate about it. It's so easy to see through. You have to do it for yourself. Don't do it to, because you want to be famous. Yeah. Figure out how to stand out and also continue to stay humble. Like it's so, check yourself. I feel like people destroy themselves so fast when they do let followers get to their head. Like mm-hmm. I literally don't even look at it like that. Yeah. And I don't look, I mean, I guess if I really have to sit and think like four or five million followers, like what it would look like in a room, like how many people that yeah. is, it's a lot, but I just so don't many. look at it like that. So and that's why I continue. I always like respond to emails or I, I respond to comments because I genuinely just like talking to people. Uh-huh. And you're really good about that. Yeah. People tell me that, but it's, it's not because I'm like, Oh, this is how I keep my clapped. No. Yeah. You're just like, I genuinely enjoy. I'm not which I love comments, like comments over likes any day for me. Like I love responding to comments. Like I'm always commenting on your stuff. Like I love comments. And like, I respond to a lot of my followers, like DMS. I talk to people on it. Yeah. You love hearing feedback. You always do. Because it's like a genuine thing that I just It's like fun. It. it is fun. I think I it's so fun. It means so much more when someone takes the time to like comment something and I want to see like what they say instead yeah. of like a like, you know? So, I mean, obviously they're like, you're a fat, ugly cow. I'm like, you know, oh, yeah, you kept it to yourself. <laughs> you didn't need to tell me that. Yeah, it's like you just wasted your time. <laughs> like, I'm not going to respond to that. It's more like the nice ones or even with my podcast, like all the feedback that I've gotten. Like, and reviews. Yeah, I love reviews. Yeah, I love reviews too. The positive ones, of course. Yeah, of course. But um, it's, yeah, it's been cool so i think that's my advice just like be try to be try to figure out how to stand out try to be organic and do it for yourself not for other people stay humble always yes um don't do things like don't try to become famous by being controversial um yeah that's not always the best question to you if if someone told you you could get more followers if you um dated someone for clout would Over you clout? It? No, because I'm like one of those people that I'm like so all in or not. So like if I actually didn't like the person, like I couldn't do it. Watch Taylor next week. Like <laughs> dating Jake Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I am obsessed with him and Tana. But you know, their relationship isn't like real or something, right? No, but like I want them to be real. I do. I like, I like actually. Like I think Tana. they're super cute. Yeah, I like Tana. I think Tana's hilarious. I think so too. I, so I haven't really gone into YouTube before, but now since I just got on YouTube, I started to watch a bunch of YouTube videos and like, okay, so like my two favorite YouTubers right now uh-huh. are PewDiePie <laughs> and Cody Ko. <laughs> yeah, Cody Ko's great. I like was hiking with Alicia and Remy and I think Aaron and I was just like talking to them about YouTube nonstop. Mind you, they, <laughs> the, if you guys don't know who I'm talking about, they have three pretty big YouTubers. Yeah. 
And I'm talking, and I'm like, wait, have you guys checked this video out? And I keep talking about YouTube. And then I was like, oh, my God, wait, you guys, when you go home, you have to check out Cody Ko's, like, recent, like, video about blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, okay. And I was like, right. I'm sorry, you guys. You've been on YouTube for, like, <laughs> for, like 10 years. For, like, 10 years. Got it. My bad. It's like, I literally was talking to them as if I just discovered YouTube, yeah. which I did. Yeah. That's so funny. Do uh, you like Cody Ko and PewDiePie? I actually don't really watch PewDiePie, but I do like Cody Ko. I keep up. It's like, you know how people say keep you, keeping up with the Kardashians? I keep up with the YouTube drama with PewDiePie. See, I should watch him because he like is so big. I like I watching like people like Casey Neistat and I like people like that. Who? Casey Neistat. He's a really big YouTuber. Oh, I, I don't know him yet. He's the guy that wears the glasses. Okay, you don't know. I don't know. I'm still finding out. It's okay. It's okay. Actually, speaking of like people with clout, I want to know who else, like what are some other big celebrities that you were like, holy crap, they follow me? Because I recently, I did not realize like that celebrities are so obsessed with your page until recently when I saw SZA commented on your meme and I was like, holy, like I had a moment where I was like, holy cow. Yeah, a lot of celebrities follow my account that Gus have gotten used to it. Like, I still get excited. But, like, for example, um, Demi Lovato, she came out with a song called Daddy Issues, and she dedicated it to me. Shut up. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. I love that song, too. You heard it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so that was really cool. So, like, uh, that's cool. Have you ever talked to her? In DM. I've never met her in her life. Okay. Um, And then, like, you know, the Jonas Brothers follow me. Harry Styles. That was pretty cool. He follows me. Kylie Jenner. Bella Hadid. Like Are you serious? That's so cool. Yeah, that is cool. And then there's like also people that are so, so those people are cool, but the people that find the, I mean, well, SZA is like, SZA, you're like, are you kidding me? Well, when Ariana Grande followed me, I like, I had a moment because I love Ariana Grande, so I totally had a stand moment. Like, yeah. I stand Ariana so bad. Like, I couldn't even play it cool. Like, I think I was, like, <laughs> in a meeting or I was trying to do some job or something or and suddenly I saw that she followed me. I literally was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. <laughs> wait. Is it? Oh, my God. I can't. I can't. I don't know how to speak. Yeah. Dude. Okay, Ariana Grande, Ariana fucking Grande just followed me on Instagram. This is not you a announced to the world. People have a like. Well, like, I couldn't handle it, and I know I'm supposed to act cool because that's like the annoying part. Because I yeah. have like famous friends, like like Joe watches like all my stories, even on my personal account, and he's part of a, he's part most of the time. Sometimes I take him out, but he's part of my friends only. Close friends, close friends. Yeah, I'm too. pretty honored because I'm in the close <laughs> friends. Yeah, so like sometimes I have moments where I post things about like Ariana Grande when she likes something or says. That, and then like Joe Jonas will see it because he's my close friend and then I kind of get embarrassed oh like, oh my god I'm thinking about yeah I know exactly I'm getting what you're so excited about like them commenting or something yeah but yeah there's also like really cool people that, that follow me that you would even think they would follow me like, like who Samuel Jackson and really like, are you kidding me what wait that is so How random yeah or like other older actors that you just would never think they have a sense of humor or at least like like something like daddy issues. Like when those type of people follow me, Diane Kruger. <laughs> Which by the way, I've sent her pictures of my cat before and we talk, we chat sometimes. Oh or like my god. Another uh, example of an, uh, someone who I look up to is uh, Mila Jovovich. Uh, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but she's a Ukrainian Jewish actor. Wow. And that was the first time when I, and she, she was such a fan. She asked me to dinner. Shut up. Yeah. And. Did I, you go? 
Yeah, of course. The point is that may, maybe a lot of people won't know who she is if they're young, really young. Yeah. But she's been in the business for like so many years and she's so big. So the fact that someone like her even knew who I was, even when I told my father, because she's Ukrainian, my dad would know. Yeah. My dad, it was the first time he thought it was cool. And he was like, Sto? Violeta. Wow, Violeta. I'm Violeta. Impressed. I'm impressed. Wow. And like, yeah, she's so cool. Like, even when I bought my house, she like congratulated me and she told me how proud I, she, how proud she is. And I was like, uh, what? That is whatever. Like, wow. So cool. Yeah. So a lot of cool people follow me. So thankful for that. Uh, yeah. That they like, you know, funny stuff. So as usual, we did some polls. One was, do you follow meme account? 62% said yes. By the way, I have to tell you that most of the time, um, if I'm like talking about one of my YouTuber friends or like, I don't know, people that like I would expect everyone to know, like from Indiana, they're like, oh, I don't know who that is. But if I'm like, oh, you know, like daddy issues, they're like, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Like everyone knows daddy issues. Like even like even like guys, like everyone knows. That's really cool. Yeah. So 62% said that they follow meme accounts. But I think a lot of people nowadays, especially because I feel like sometimes meme accounts post too much. A lot of people like just send it to their friends and like you won't follow the meme account, but like you already see all the memes because their friends send you the meme. Why do some of them, why are some of them private? It's annoying. I think a lot of meme accounts go private because they think it will get them more followers. But the thing is, after you follow them to see the meme, a lot of times people will just unfollow. Oh, I unfollow. It's just so annoying. You unfollow, okay. Yeah, I unfollow. And I've talked to Instagram and they said that it doesn't actually get them more followers. It's so annoying. I hate it when they're like that. I hate it when someone sends me a meme and I can't see it. Because I just, yeah, then I'm like, just send me the screenshot. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, have you ever heard of the green card lottery? 84% said no. What? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Good thing I caught someone yeah. signed it. Wow. I mean, I hadn't heard of it. I guess I think it's so normal because it happened to me, but I didn't realize how not normal. It yeah. Is. I mean, these haven't those. These will be up for twenty four hours. So it's not like everyone. Oh, and by voted. the way, another thing about the green card lottery is that uh, it basically makes you um, a resident uh, when you come to the U.S. And then uh, after five years, so you some people are like are you a citizen? You say no, I have a green card. And then after five years, you finally become a citizen. Then I had to take the citizenship test. So I had to. Study so you're the whole a U.S. Thing. citizen now, or you're a dual yeah. citizen. Yes, I'm a dual citizen. But I became a U.S. Here in citizen. Israel or here in... Here in Israel. But then I became a U.S. citizen when I turned 18. And after taking the exam, and then, like, you go to this one, like, like big... Um, well, my mom had to take... She had to get her citizenship. She's from Canada. Oh, okay, yeah. So, you know, we're yeah. you have to sing the song. Yeah. Okay, when is a good age to get married? Before 25, after 25? I think after 25, but it's also not because I'm over 25, but I, I, it's also research found that there are, there are a higher rate of divorces any for men who get married under 25. Also, I'm under 25, and I think over 25 is better because I think you need to develop into your own person and figure out what you like yourself before you like decide what you like with someone else. But then again, also like every situation is different. There's always the, those cases where people are like, so you know, true. it's my soulmate, and I know it's my soulmate 21 no i respect it yeah and they will forever stay together and like i believe in that i just think for me i have a lot more to do yeah i i I just can't a lot of times i noticed from some friends who got married earlier on they end up getting divorced yeah um 77 percent said after 25 so yeah um when do you think is a good age to have kids before 25 or after 25 I don't know. I feel like that varies. I guess in a way it should be over 25 because you're probably more situated in your life. 
But I always, growing up, I always wanted to be like a young, cool mom. And like, I guess that's one thing that didn't happen for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, you're going to be the coolest and hottest mom ever. Um, Do you want to have kids? Yes, I want three. Three? But I'm going to start with twins. (laughs) Oh, you are? Yeah, I'm going to do vitro, whatever it's called. Oh. I've decided. I just want twins. Okay, do you, man. So what did... Boys or girls or... I think I want boy and girl. Boy and girl, yeah? Yeah. Do you have the names picked out? No, not yet. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. I have a list of names in my notes. Like, it's, no, it's I, no, casual. I want them. I want to have unisex names. Like, I always think they're really cool. Yeah. So it's like those names, like you know, like Tony for a girl. And yeah. I'm only no, I love Tony that because I've been watching Riverdale. So that's <laughs> <like> Tony. Ninety <laughs> percent said after twenty-five. I think after twenty-five, you have to like live your life a little. I agree. It's hard to go clubbing when you have to like go home and breastfeed your child. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. Exactly. Um, do you have a fake account to stalk people on? Hells yeah. Is it like a Finsta or is it like you actually have a fake account? No, it's my Finsta where I post funny things and like my best friends and my mom follow me on it. But I also stalk a bunch of people I used Same. to date and the girls are currently dating. <laughs> yeah, well, duh. <laughs> yeah, like doesn't everyone do that? Oh, we follow each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, 84% said that they don't have a fake account. Lies. That's lies. Um, maybe they're just using their normal account. That's true. Or their friends' accounts. Oh, that's a big thing in the Midwest. They're like, oh, can you look up blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. So yeah, true. At what age do you think you should own a home by? Before 30 or after 30? I feel like after 30 sounds normal, especially nowadays. Like, no one, I feel like all everyone's renting. It's so hard to buy, don't you think? Yes. Also, LA is way different from like Indiana. Like, an Indian house is way cheaper than an but LA house. But also, the wage in Indiana will be lower. True. So. People forget that, so then it's, it'll still be hard for you. True, but house. even just, like, real estate in L.A. is crazy. It's insane, I agree. But um, before 30, 52% said, after 30, 48%. Okay, so whoever said before 30, I don't think they have any understanding. No, I don't think they're 30. You guys, I know I'm, I have to do a full episode on what it's like to buy a house, but I didn't even have an understanding of how hard it was to go through escrow, all the money. You think when you see a house and it's like, let's say a house is $100,000 and you're like, oh, cool. No, there's literally going to be another $50,000 of cost that will go into your $100,000 house. Like you have no idea how much money and time and like, it's insane. It's It's depressing. If I could go back on not buying this house, if if two months, if I could go back and from for like two months ago, I'd probably not go through the whole buying a house. Oh really? God. It's so hard. People I have mean, no idea the hardships that go into it. I can't even imagine. I can't believe people are that delusional that they, most of them thought like before 30, it's going to be so easy to buy a house. I know, they're stupid. Nope. Would you ever date someone for clout? 86% said no. Liars. I feel like a lot of people these days are dying to be like a YouTuber or a vlogger and they're yeah, that's so true. If I was younger, I would 100% do it. Now that I'm older, I'm kind of like, I'll date someone for marriage, but not for cloud. <laughs> I'll date someone for marriage. <laughs> that is iconic. Have you ever been in, t- in a toxic friendship? Yes. How many people said yes? 86%. Wow. Yeah, and the, and the 14% that. that said no is because they're the toxic friend and they don't know <laughs> it. That's why they said no. At least people are aware. Would you hook up with someone on the first date? Guess what? 
50-50. Whoa! Honestly, This that, is interesting! That is a very hard thing to decide. Like, I agree, most of the time I don't, but like one time I did, but it's because I knew I didn't want to date the guy. But do I believe, I think every guy has different views. Yeah. Most guys that I've talked to say they don't actually care if a girl sleeps with them on the first date. Yes. They want to date her, they'll date her. But then my one of my most recent friends that I had on my one on my podcast with Logan Paul on my podcast yeah. on Too Tired to Be Crazy, I asked him. <laughs> Apple, Spotify, <laughs> Stitcher. I, I asked him and Logan said, Logan Paul, who you think doesn't care because he's from Ohio, from his town, yeah. he, he still has like for some reason very like closed off morals and values and he would not date you. He would not make, he, Logan said he would not make a girl his girlfriend if she slept with him on the first date. Yeah, I hear a lot of guys say that. So guys, I think are very 50-50. So I, I would say like just kind of try to figure it out and find out. Because not every guy cares though. Some guys you can like wait three months and they still wouldn't make you their girlfriend. So <laughs> it's what they want, you know? I think it's good to like leave them wanting more. I agree. Though. So I think like don't. But my sister fucked her, her husband on the first date <laughs> and they're married. But they were also best friends for a few years. Okay. So that's different. They already yeah. had the, the emotional intimacy. Yeah. 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 So I guess if it's your best friend, do it. <laughs> what type of guy are you more into? An athlete or a YouTuber slash influencer? Me personally, I would never date an influencer or YouTuber because after knowing really well a lot of these guys I realized that that's not the journey I want that for ain't myself it. yeah but athletes like recently at one point I was kind of going out with some athletes and they're fun to go out with but like is that like my end game also probably a no for me yeah but athletes are definitely more fun to date than YouTubers because they're just like they're like a tall glass of water and like a large ass <laughs> tree I just want to keep climbing and like you just you can climb that shit for days they're so long and tall everywhere 84% said athlete <laughs> they're long like, and tall right. everywhere alright cool anyway next uh yeah, wait, do you think that like YouTube guy, like influencer and YouTubers, they should date other influencers? A lot of them, I think, do it for the views, especially if they're YouTubers, because it's just like a lot of people, like, again, if I was it. younger, I would do it. Like, I would love to have a YouTube boyfriend, and yeah. then, like, everyone loves to watch us together. Now, yeah. I, I want to do it for, like, the marriage and the baby. Yeah. That's more for me. Yeah. The journey for me. You know, my ovaries are like TikTok. Um, um, yeah. So you think that they should just for fun, but like not for real? I think I've spoken to other my male friends who are YouTubers. I also kind of don't want to end up with a YouTuber because because you don't want to deal with all that drama and all that. Yeah. Because everyone knows everything. Also, it's very like I could see it being almost competitive in a way. Totally, I agree. It's like if I yeah, were had the same career, I, I could never have the like, yeah. exact same career. I, I would love to date someone like even if if they had to be in entertainment, it's someone behind the scenes. Yeah, I get yeah. that. Would you ever date an influencer? Nope. I feel like this is yeah. Sixty-seven percent said yes. Thirty-three percent said they're no. They're only saying it because they're talking about me. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> totally Do good. you speak more than one language? Me, yes, I speak three, but I used to speak five. I speak Russian, Hebrew, and English, and I used to speak also fluent Arabic and French. That's pretty crazy. I took French in high school, and that's it. <laughs> I oh, wish yeah. I could. Sixty percent said no. Yeah, that's wild. Okay, it's harder to go through a breakup with a friend or a significant other. A friend. I think so too. What do people say? Sixty-eight percent said friend. Aww. 
Yeah, I think. And like I recently talked about one of my recent episodes of my podcast about like friendship breakup. I think one of the reasons it's so hard for us is because we're just like not built that way. Everyone teaches us up teaches us about going through a breakup with the with the significant other and like here are the steps you can take to get over it and you can you also um define your relationship like okay now we're talking now we're dating now we're boyfriend girlfriend now we're broken up everything's defined with a friendship everyone always tells you like oh it's fine like you'll find another friend and like so people are making you feel like silly or stupid for the fact that you're going through you're suffering pain because yeah it almost feels like you're not supposed to and then you feel ashamed that you couldn't make a friendship work because no one is telling you that it's okay yeah to, to suffer through this pain and nothing is defined so that's so true it's not defined it's just exactly. like this open like yeah we don't really know what's going on here and if it's not a toxic <clears throat> friendship a lot of the time you when the friendship ends it's a lot of times like one of the friends is ghosting you and the and then because you don't have a definition of the friendship and you both have different expectations from each other it's another thing we never discuss is expectations like we can get, get into a friendship and your expectations that were best friends attached to the hip I'm supposed to invite you to everything we go to everything my expectation is that I talk to you every other day and sometimes I so see true you. we never discuss it because it doesn't feel normal or yeah natural. and that's how we you know we lose ourselves in the friendship but then when I start like ignoring you or ghosting you you don't even understand what's happening because we never there's no closure like it's like are we broken up you can't say that because we're just yeah. friends and because there's no closure that's how it's it's so painful because you feel like this person doesn't want you you have no idea why they don't want you and you're not even sure if it's over or not yes and a friendship breakup is all emotional yeah. whereas like uh you know a significant other breakup can is obviously physical as well so it's like that's a hard cutoff like you don't see them you don't yeah, like and- you're not doing the things you used to do you're not holding yes. hands no pda like stuff like that well, whereas like with the partner it's also emotional but yeah yeah yeah. it's both but it's at least it's like that is that one thing that was so big in your relationship is like immediately cut off yeah whereas like friendship is like all emotional so it's like what's cut off like what's is because you feel ashamed and you don't know what to do and with the when you break up with your partner the first person you go to is your best friend yeah but when you break up with your friend quote-unquote break up like who are who you supposed you go to, to go to because so you just true. broke up with your friend and you feel silly if you say something you don't know what to say it's just I feel like not enough people talk about it because before I did so my true. episode talking about friendship breakups I did for a whole week I researched about it from like different articles to research to like scientific stuff to uh-huh. watching TED talks and there was like literally not enough information to you give should you, write a book <laughs> totally to like it wasn't enough information to give you steps of how to deal with a friendship breakup or like what the thoughts that you go through why we feel so ashamed when we're going yeah through it. absolutely but it was really crazy how i found out about the whole different expectations thing and yeah. i don't know why i was so surprised by it because i was like that makes so much sense because so many with one of my friends we constantly could not be on the same page because she had these expectations where we were attached to the hip and like and you didn't i didn't but she was constantly I try to create, um, what is it called? Boundaries. Like friendships, yeah. friends are supposed to have boundaries. Yeah. And I tried to create those with her and she never listened to Got my boundaries. You. But that's another problem. We, ne- we don't create boundaries from friendships. Yeah. But I think I think as we get older, we're too too afraid to speak up and we need to. Yeah. Like if your friend's hurting your feelings or you have expectations of your friend that they're not doing, speak up. Don't keep it to yourself. So true. You Communication's key. 
And especially if you're going through friendship breakups uh, in your early 20s, you guys, whoever's listening, whether you're a teenager, it's your early 20s, mid 20s, whatever, it's 100% normal because that's around the age that we're starting to grow as people. And a lot of times we end up growing apart because you and your friends start to have different like goals and everything. So it's completely normal. You, your childhood friends don't have to become your forever friends. And new friends that you make you can have a like a closer relationship with them than you ever did with your childhood yeah. friend don't assume that just because you're friends with someone for five years you're, you will have you will always have a closer relationship with them that's something yeah. you knew for one month exactly so. Great advice. Well, Violet, it has been an absolute pleasure having, like, being in your house, seeing all of your hard work and success come to Thank fruition. So I mean, much. literally, she has this bougie, amazing <laughs> house with this incredible couch. I'm seriously, I think this is my favorite part. Well, I'm going to get couch. another one like that. Well, good. Anyway, guys, go. Please pimp yourself out and like go follow her on everything she's about to tell yes, you. Yes, guys, check out my Instagrams are at Violet Benson, also at Daddy Issues underscore. If you're into laughing, if you're not, then let's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> if you're into uh, laughing, <laughs> and also check out my podcast. It's called Too Tired to Be Crazy. It's on every Thursday, available everywhere, including YouTube. And sometimes I have cool guests on, and then sometimes it's just me talking, giving you advice, whether it's surviving a friendship breakup or dealing with an actual relationship breakup whatever it is i'm here for you and to help you out so yeah thank you so much for having oh me. my god thank you so much for having me over so i can interview you oh yeah and follow my cat pancakes benson yeah do it do it and guys be sure to um follow me on instagram at tk's juicy polls so you can vote in the polls because without the polls the podcast is not a thing and go gas violet up in her instagram comments and leave a review and rate her podcast